0: Hey everybody! This is Chris from CSS Tricks. As we've done in the past, I've kind of, you know, I've, I've, I'm going to do a, a slideshow that was originally intended to be given at a conference. And I did get the chance to give this particular talk at a conference once, uh, and only once. And I thought, oh, why, you know, why have the audience for that particular talk be so limited? I'm going to give it again and just kind of talk to my screen and put it out there so everybody can watch it. So that's what we're going to do here. This, uh, this particular talk is called "How to Stay Up to Date on Web Stuff." Uh, yeah, so my name's Chris Coyer, there's my dog Digby. (laughs) Uh, I work on an app called CodePen. I do a podcast called Shop Talk Show, and you're listening, watching this probably on CSS Tricks.com. So this centers around the question: How do you stay up to date on the latest web technology? As I said, I've gotten the chance to go to some web conferences in the past, and even get the chance to speak at them. And some people ask me this question. They'll come up because you know, I you know, a lot of what I do is is based on kind of staying up to date on web technology and blogging about it and talking about it and such. People will come up and ask this kind of question, like how do you, how do you stay up to date? It seems like such a fast moving world. How do you stay up on what the latest and greatest is on the web? Uh, And my answer to that has traditionally kind of sucked, you know, a lot of um umming and feet shuffling and kind of lame answers and and, and slowly backing away. So uh, I thought that kind of sucked. And I was like, maybe this is an opportunity to think up a good answer as a in, in kind of a long form kind of way be like I'm, I'm sick of that answer sucking so let's let's answer it in the most comprehensive possible way we could have some inspiration came in the form of uh, this book there's actually I think three three versions of this now and this is like the middle one or the third one or something it's called uh, the manual and it's like excerpts little short writings by uh, designers and other kind of web folks the website is always read the manual they're very good and I recommend them there was one story in this copy of it called tongue tied by travel Walton. And it started with this premise of being asked this question in public. What is it that you do? You know, somebody, you're sitting next to somebody at a plane or, or whatever, on a plane or at the airport or something. And they just, you know, they're making small talk and they want to know what you do for a living. And what is it that you do? And Trent says, I'm a web designer. Oh, that's nice. How many times has that happened to us, right? So Trent says, damn it, that did not go the way I wanted it to. Again, once more, I've proven to be a poor representative of the industry I'm so proud to belong to. Isn't that? Isn't that how we feel? That's kind of a bummer. They ask us and we don't really know how to explain it because it's a little complicated and you're not sure like how much complicated stuff you want to shovel on them when they ask such a simple question. So you just kind of go, oh, I'm, I'm a web designer. And then they, they just, you know, they're like, oh, okay, you know, and, and they get it. They have some notion of it, but it bums us out a little bit because their preconceived notion of what we do is probably like pretty wrong. But most of the time, we're, like, super excited about our industry. We're an industry of pretty excited and proud folks. And uh, it's too bad that we can't have a better answer to that question when people ask. And Trent was bummed out about that in this story. So our question, though, is how do you stay up to date on web, the latest web technology? And we're going to, you know... I had the same kind of reaction, and we're going to try to answer that. What makes this particular question a little bit difficult is that it is just one question, but it has a number of subtexts to it. They may not the, – that question doesn't always mean the same thing, depending on how and who asked it and why and such. So we're going to cover a couple of subtexts or alternate meanings of that question, of what, what people are trying to get at when they ask that question, the first of which being, just give me something easy. They come up to you like, how do you stay up to date on web technology? They think that there's just some 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 really easy thing here. just just give me the thing, right? Isn't there's just some like one particular thing I can read and or like a you know a little package you can just kind of open up and then uh, you know everything and whatever they just they they think there's an answer to this question that that is easy to explain and that they now they have it and they can go home from this conference and they'll be all caught up with the web. you know uh, uh, what they want is like everything about the web ever weekly. <laughs> Which is like, it's just not that easy, right? There's the... Uh, the conversation isn't it's just it's this there isn't there isn't one of those <makes noise> maybe there is there's actually been a proliferation I'd say in the last six months or year or something where the the, the newsletter has been revi- revitalized you know type go to a website type in your email address and every week you'll get a little curated collection of things it seems it seems weird because it seems like I don't know we all work on websites isn't that isn't that kind of a a better delivery mechanism or RSS or something but for whatever reason that come to you email digest kind of thing has been revitalized as a format, and I kind of like it. There's a number of them. Uh, Web Design Weekly with dashes here, CSS Weekly, Sidebar.io, JavaScript Weekly, HTML5 Weekly, Responsive Web Design Weekly. There's so many of these things. If you're interested in those subjects, you know, go grab them. It's a pretty it's a pretty low-investment type of thing to do, and then you just get in your inbox you know, throughout the week little deliveries of of what's going on, and it tends to be news related, it tends to be new stuff, so if you want to keep, you know, maybe it is as easy as that, as subscribing to some newsletters, so if if you sense that somebody is asking you that question and they want some easy wins, you know, you can recommend to them those, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's the end of this talk, maybe that's exactly what they want, but there's other subtext here that get a little bit more complicated, another subtext maybe. I'm worried about making bad decisions, so I know that's you know it bears explaining a little bit. I think uh, it's like somebody's about to start a new project and they want to make like smart decisions about what text to use. So they're trying to figure out like how do you stay up to date on web design? Because if I don't stay up to date, I'm worried that the the decisions that I make will be kind of wrong or they'll just be like. You know, like I'll make a bad one and it's going to screw up our project or the people that work for me are going to be mad or my boss is going to be mad at me because I just, I'm not up to date. I feel behind on this tech stuff. So the decisions I make are going to be poor reflecting that. Think about all the decisions you need to make. When you work on a tech project these days like what the, what your workflow is going to be like for yourself as a team what languages are you going to use front end and back are you going to use pre-processors which ones are you going to use you know le- the languages that write the languages are you going to use any kind of frameworks to help with this stuff are you going to use any any libraries are you going to use what, what kind of tools and software are you going to use even down to the computers itself there's so many choices that you need to make or that come into play that you have to make for other people for these things imagine if you're this guy you know <laughs> captain technology or whatever he's like you know the he's in charge of the software tech team or whatever He have so many maybe a lot of these decisions fall on him he's got to make a decision about what kind of tech to use on this project things like is the tech right for the project is it, if there's some new thing comes along that he becomes aware of is it does it matter to this the current project um he or she is managing or or is not how do you kind of make that decision Is this thing that I'm looking at like short term cool slash trendy? Or is it like a long term movement that's gonna be good for the project? If if we move to it, what is the cost? What if what if we move to it and it fails? What's the cost of that? You know, is failure even an option? Um, you know like w- what about my team are the you know what about those people are they going to be into this choice are they gonna be mad at me for picking it or are they gonna be mad and then love me later that type of thing uh, can I hire people that know it you know is it is it so new of a technology that it's going to hurt us trying to build a staff if we can or you know should we pick an older technology that has an existing base or is that old technology dying these are the kinds of things going through Captain Business's mind I'm sure how big is the community around the thing that type of thing so if you're trying to make that decision, and you are the kind of manager or decision maker in any way of a team, watch the big players that put big in quotes, because big meaning big, big in the, the relevance to you. You know, If you're a tiny little startup, it may not matter so much, like the tech that Yahoo is using or some things that just is kind of irrelevant to your size and scope, but watch people who are highly relevant to the thing you do and see what choices they make. That will be certainly relevant. You don't have to copy them, but it will inform your decisions a bit. Uh if you you know if we're talking about tech certainly GitHub is a place where there's tons of tech going on and probably a lot of your project use stuff that that live at GitHub. Look at look at how popular those the repos are for those technologies, the ones that are extremely big or relatively big. Um you know, there's a reason why they're big, you know? Like really sucky projects don't get big on GitHub. Uh, be aware of tech you hear over and over. Like, how, how many times have you heard Grunt.js in the last month or whatever? Like, clearly there's some, there's a trend going on there. Like, when you hear the same thing over and over, try to have some awareness about that and try to bone up on it or at least understand what it does, because it's probably pretty relevant to what's going on in tech right now. Uh, you know, look at community sizes like we, you know, like not only just necessarily stars on GitHub, but, but what they're, you know, like, for example, WordPress isn't on GitHub, I don't think, at least not the core project and, uh. <clears throat> but the, clearly the community is huge uh, and think about what the investment cost would be like you know if you're talking about switching a back end language of a huge project from one to the other that's a huge project but if it's just you know if it's something smaller than that like a few pages of a site where you could switch from one javascript library to the other or something and it would take some time but not too much time like how much time think about that type of thing It employ good decision making which we'll talk about lately I know that's a dumb bullet point like make good decisions but we'll literally talk about that in more detail in a little bit there is another subsect to this question, which is, I'm just getting old. They come up to you like, how do, how do you keep up with the web design these days? Ugh, right? I just I can't keep up. Things move too fast, you know, <laughs> or whatever. To that, I say, look at this guy. That, that guy's name is Fauja Singh. And he's 101, he ran a marathon at 101 years old. He didn't even start running till he was 89. That's Granny D uh, from the ages of 88 through 90. It took her a number of years. She walked across the United States uh, for some important political causes. There's the colonel right there. Has a little something to do with fried chicken. Didn't even start KFC till he was 65. John Glenn, I think you... Oh, I have notes somewhere, but he was 77, I think, when he went into space. Um, Kind of a badass, and I'm pretty sure they don't let stupid idiots into space. And we're like, ugh... How do you keep up with all this technology these days? It's so hard. Ugh. It's just a little ridiculous, right? So if you're having the struggle and you really are kind of bummed out about not being able to keep up or it's too hard these days or whatever, it might not be that you're like getting old, you know, have that like, oh, too old these days thing. It might be like you're just getting bored of it. You don't, you, you can't keep up because you don't want to because it doesn't interest you because the you do it and you're just, you know, you just, you just scoff. You're just not into it you need to find a way to be excited again. You know, you're just you're bored for a reason. You, you can't just like decide not to be unbored. Something has to change to, to get you excited again. So, you know, find that way, look around, make some choices, you know, d- do what you can do or or just get out of this. You know, I don't I don't think there's any particular shame in being like, "I don't find this interesting more, so I'm going to get out of it." I'm really excited about the web and tech right now. I hope to be a part of it for a long time and I'm still excited, but if I if that excitement wanes, I'll be happy to leave and go do something else I mean I mean not all and I realize not everybody in the world has the luxury of just oh, I'm just gonna jump around careers no big deal because uh, that can be a huge life decision or something but but you know if you if you plan for it and deal with it and, and and do it for yourself and and for the good of your life I think a career hop isn't isn't the end of the world so the fact that you're are prob- watching this video probably is a indicative that you're excited about the web but you know what I mean maybe you can help pass along uh, some of this type of advice so the decision making thing making decisions I thought I would do a kind of a sub talk a talk within a talk if you will based on decision so we're gonna have a sub talk here go (laughs) how to make a decision with Chris Coyer and Digby there's a five-step program good and good get a good night's sleep literally you should make these decisions, make important decisions when you're like sober and awake and calm and just are just in a in a good place, you know, right? Right when the, the moment that comes up that you need to make a decision probably is accompanied by like some anxiety or this, you know, just because it's new, it's this new thing that I need to decide. There's some like level of stress that comes with that. Even if it's not like oh stress. It's like a minor bit of stress that gets, you know, not all stress is as obvious as other stress. Uh, so you know, just be in a in a good, calm place when you uh, are ready to make this final decision. Then lay out all the options. Even like even in your mind, you're like accumulating all the options, and you're already kind of like mentally crossing a few off. Just don't do that quite yet. Just leave them on the list for now. Get all the options available to you. Uh, and sometimes they're just they're boolean, right? They're just like it's like a yes or no thing, right? There might not be like a list of things. It may just be like if we do this, this, and if we don't do this, this meaning the outcomes of those things you know like you might have like five different vendors of something that you're gonna go with you know leave them all out there and consider like what would happen if we went with this one and you know and, and just list it out whether you do it on paper or just in your head or whatever and there may be you know there's maybe some outcomes that are unacceptable and just kind of you know figure it out by, by looking at all the options and looking at the outcome of each one and, and don't discount your own intuition there like if if something just feels wrong, uh, that's worth something. You know, don't don't like go against your intuition uh, just because of a you know check mark on a piece of paper or whatever. And then you're just gonna have to pick one and do it. You know realize that decisions have to be made here the worst decision is not making a decision and just kind of man up and do it uh, and then just and then evaluate of course right so a lot of these decisions they're just not the most you know they're just not the most uh vital thing in the world if you just just pick one and run with it knowing that you can always go back to the first one and and change up based on new information if you get it after deciding so I know that's you know it seems a little cheesy kind of psychology 101 or I don't even know what to say there but you know I hope I hope I made some some points about decision making there the d- d- decisions in tech you know you just you just you just got to do it you know and it's as simple as these kind of five steps that I went through so, also knowing that maybe this will take a little stress off the table is that the most important decisions are they're different than that. They're not about, like, what video provider to go with. That's just a that's just a little thing, and there's can be stress and stuff associated with that, but it's just a little decision. Just make one and run with it, you know, based on the best information you have. That's just a little tech choice. The most important decisions transcend little tech choices like that. For example, like, who do you choose to work with? You know, you do have some choice in, in this matter. You know, not everybody can just bounce around all kinds of jobs in the world, but you, you, tech is, you know, it's a good industry right now. You do have some choice uh, uh so you know that kind of thing of where do you work and who do you choose to work with and how do you how do you go, go with that stuff is so much more important than dumb little tiny check choices you know like what is your attitude when you go are you trying to do you, do you have a good one right now can can it be better somehow uh, uh the, <laughs> that type of thing you have some you have some choice in how you approach work that kind of thing is such a such a bigger deal than i mean think of that compared to some little dumb thing about what javascript library to use you know your attitude is so much more important are you? We you know what kind of culture am I trying to to cultivate there? Uh, big decisions here, and then as far as the product is concerned, are you like letting user experience uh, uh, drive choices? You know, when you when you look at these different choices, are you are you making them based on like? on you and ease of use and internal stuff or are you doing it to 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 make the the website better to make it uh uh, because it's just i i think it's i think it's just like inarguable really that you know when you when you're working on a product a website of any kind you're doing it for the people who visit that website and every decision really needs to be based on is it going to be better for them it just has got to be well, just a I, I'm happy to work at at Codepen with three guys who really agree with this because of the different places we've worked. It's it's always been kind of top on the table. Is that when, when choices come up that are it's the decision is never like how hard is this going to be technically like could we make this easy tech choice or It's always like no. What are, what's the best thing for the site? Let's do that. I don't I don't care how difficult it is on the on the tech side. Uh, yeah, should we had more time, I'd go into some of that stuff, but we'll talk about it in the comments am i you know am i making the choice to build something that pe- that people love or am i just bleh away on am i just going into work and pressing keys so i can get home at 5 or am i or do i care and want, want, want people to love this thing or if you're not if you're not building something writing code is it is it in the, in the things that you write even in the emails that you write are you is this something that you hope that you take care of and that you hope somebody to read these are like decisions about they're just it's not a yes or no answer it's like a decision to be better Anyway, so let's look at like a like a tech choice though. Back to the t- to normal land. Let's say you're like you're, you're here. How how am I gonna make a decision? Well, this came up about I don't know a year ago on CSS Tricks when I was like I need to. We have this lodge area on CSS Tricks, and there's going to be videos in there that need to be kind of protected because they're behind this little paywall. Because that's part of the business of CSS Tricks is to have these. A, a area where you can watch videos that are protected because you're a member or whatever. How am I going to deal with this? Well, is there some like YouTube's the, you know, like the biggest web, you know, internet video provider on the web. Do they have something I can look into or I know HTML5 has video stuff, so could I self-host these things somehow? But I'm just listing all the all the things to go on in you know, the <laughs> obscure startups, not even that obscure, but there's YouTube certainly isn't the only player on the block. There's lots of other uh, uh, video hosting things in the web, but these this is kind of you know I ended up making this decision kind of fast and these are the things that I was considering I didn't really I don't really see that YouTube has an option for that or if they do it's pretty it's pretty like on YouTube it's not like the self-hosted part of your site and I just didn't see that they had an offering that was right for me there and just based on my intuition and and, and some past experience of of working at a place where we did use an obscure startup y kind of thing to host video and it was it was awkward and it just didn't it never seemed to to quite feel right to me i was like yeah i don't want to go down that road i want to pick something that i feel more comfortable with i ended up going with this html5 video with uh, um, self-hosting and just i'm going to put the files i ended up putting them on amazon s3 and you can you can make them private and send like this secret key across to unlock it and make that key only valid for 30 seconds or whatever when it loads it and Uh, It was kind of going fine, but the bandwidth ended up being rather expensive, and I just I I made the decision too fast, and I like rolled with it and just um, not not necessarily too fast. I'm happy that I made a decision and just and just went with it. Uh, but I didn't quite explore the breadth of options that I could have because it ended up being kind of a pain in the butt. All this and, and, and dealing manually with HTML5 video in the ever changing browser market was kind of not a great idea. So I ended up having to scrap that. And it turns out Vimeo has like a super good Vimeo Pro, a super good like embedding private stuff thing. And I ended up kind of going with that. So it's decision making at work, like trying to look at as many things as possible, figuring out if they have the services you need, how it works, are you happy with the interface? Does it look right? Does it feel right? Uh, and then not being afraid to kind of reevaluate that decision and find something better should you should you figure out about it. Or if you're trying to make a like a Boolean decision, like like icon fonts are really popular these days, little little icons that are literally characters in a font, like okay, well how am I gonna make this decision, this tech decision at work here? Well, I don't know. They're they're single color. Right? It's just like a, you know, like ABC, right? Like the, there's no you can't make like the circle part of the B a different color than the stem of the B. It's like a, it's a single color situation. Is that going to work for us or or are our icons more complicated than that? We should look into the performance issue. Is it based on how many icons we have and stuff and information I can find on the web. Is it going to be is it going to hurt our website? or help it in terms of loading time and, and, and just general performance. Uh, is, it, is it gonna be good for our devs, you know? Like h- how, how often do we mess around with icons and, and fill around them? Is it gonna be faster to use a font? Or like what's the workflow gonna be like or or will it actually hurt it in some way? And I'm not giving you the answer to these. I'm just, I'm just mentioning things. This is what a decision-making process might be like when you're considering a tech choice like this. Um, is accessibility a big deal with these things? Does it make it better somehow? Does it make it worse? Uh, uh uh like are, are, do we have designers in house that can do this or or not or can I find a set that is even appropriate for this project that fits with the style or whatever, uh what's the what's the tech like for like altering those and like what's how much impact can I have on an icon font Can I do it totally from scratch or can I customize one that exists or do I have to pick one that's already built, uh and then what's it like What's it like for the user. Is it going to be better? Like, is it is it solve any problems for the user? Or is it a purely a development choice? Is it is it going to be better? Maybe it's maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be worse. I don't know. You have to figure out that kind of stuff. And then once you have all the answers to those questions, you can make that boolean choice: yes or no, icon fonts or no. I'll let you make that choice yourself. Uh, here's another example of decision making at work when I was back when I worked at Wufu.com as an online form builder. We are, you know, HTML5 has a bunch of HTML5 form features. Things like input type equals date. It's not just a, it's not just a text input anymore that behaves just like a text input would. Uh, some browsers choose to do fancy things to help you out, like have a date picker. How nice is that? you know? Like now you don't have to like load a bunch of JavaScript on the page and, and try to replicate this fairly complex functionality. The browser just does it for you for free. It's very nice. Can we use that at Woofo though? This is the kind of decision making that we have to do. And uh, uh, it turned out to be rather complicated because the browser support for these things varies and the you know the user experience varies and what it's able to do, even if it is technically supported is possible. So we had to we had to ask these questions. What's the browser support for that particular feature? Is there any like like quirky behaviory stuff that we need to be like hyper aware of? Because we can't you know making these type of changes and choices affects so many different people. What kind of features do I need? Does input type of date just cover all date picking possibilities that I need? What if I need to pick like two dates with a range? And what's the experience like there? What kind of control do I have? Are people gonna do? I expect to be able to stylist? Are our customers Expected to be able to stylus. What kind of, what kind of control do I have over that kind of thing? And what if we we move to it? What kind of if depending on the browser support, like would it be okay if it just didn't have any date picker at all? Or I don't know. Like what what kind of ex- a fallback is acceptable to you? So when we were trying to make this decision, it became so complex. For, and it was different for every single HTML5 form feature that we really had no choice but to just launch into some research. So while we were doing that research, we decided to write it up and make our own support charts and uh, uh, figure it out to, to in, just to inform ourselves. And we ended up making that research public. So uh, that's what this, this is. I mean, I mean, look at all the different kind of colors and, and stuff represented on there of how, like, all over the map uh, HTML5 input research was and what was available. Um, I'm not even sure I mean I, I guess I can tell you that we ended up using like some of it but actually not even all that much of it and I don't think they use that that much more uh, even today just because I don't know the <laughs> it's a little heavier using something like a JavaScript date picker but you have so much more control and there's so much more features and there's so much better browser support that it just it still makes sense at the scale of something like Wufu to, to kind of do it that way so uh, yeah I could talk more about that but let's let's move on. Should we use something like a preprocessor like SAS? Well, what's it going to take? How to train everybody and switch technologies here? Is it something we're going to lose a bunch of days? You know, is there software costs associated with it, like literally money costs or not? Can we get everybody on board or are people going to hate it? Are they going to love it later? What's the learning curve like? You know, what's the vibe in the community like? Um, and, and what's it going to do for us if we actually do it? I don't know. Consider all those things before you make that decision. What what, what what kind of browsers should you support in your project? Another tech decision. Look at the data that you have available. F- look at trends that are happening in charts, but your your own data's charts, you know? Uh, what's the cost? Like if you're considering dropping IE6 support or, or whatever these kind of decisions are, like what would you gain from doing it? Is it significant? Is it not significant? You know? Uh, And just in in some of these cases, you can literally use hard numbers to make decisions. So that's what I'm talking about, decision making. Uh, Hopefully that was, you know useful in some way. Uh, so le- let's say though, you know, you're learning, how do you stay up to date on, on web technology and, you, and you're like reading these newsletters and new things are coming in? What do you do with that information? And certainly you can't uh, learn every single thing and every single link and every single newsletter that you get. How do you like have a mental system for for filing away those new things that you learn? For example, let's say you're like, oh, there's the new coolest thing is, is iced coffee script. And you're like, what is that? You know, so now, so now there's this new thing that I I should be aware of, even if I don't totally grok it, that I can access later if I need it. So you go to their website, and you you kind of read some of it, and, and, you know, mostly mostly when I, even me, I come, come to a page like this, and I'm like, I don't get it. I have no idea. It looks neat. It looks like somebody put some care into it or whatever, but... I'm not going to read every single word on this page and look at the source and download the repo and see what people are saying online. I'm just not going to do it. I'll probably read just enough until I find something that makes me kind of click and get it at least a little bit and then just probably bail. So I found a, a sentence that said, Ice CoffeeScript is a superset of CoffeeScript. Okay, so it's it's the same thing, only it adds more. So it will ex- interpret almost all existing CoffeeScript programs. Cool, so like it's basically the same as CoffeeScript. They didn't, like, throw it away and try it again. And then there was this line that said, Ice CoffeeScript adds two new keywords, so it's very slightly different than CoffeeScript, await and defer, and then I was able to find some code that was uh, really succinct that it kind of showed it, and I was like, okay, so await, and then it does some kind of for loop, and the word defer is in there, and it's probably some kind of thing that just kind of it's like a callback for things that don't have callbacks, or or something, or like like it just like it, it will sl- it will slow down and wait for something to finish before it moves on to the next thing. I think that's basically our guess. So I don't I, I probably don't need this right now, but next time my brain or I'm, I have that like problem, that's enough for me to go like oh maybe I should look at iced coffee syrup. I don't, I'm not sure that I totally grok it, but I think that was like up the alley of 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 thing that might be able to help me with this problem next time I actually have that problem. So the question, the, the driving question, how do you stay up to date on the latest web technology? Well, what if you didn't? What if you just stopped? Would it make a big difference? What if you, you know, unfollowed everybody on Twitter that were just, like, news spitter-outers and never opened an RSS reader again and just kind of just made the decision that you're just not going to, like, slurp up new tech stuff uh, as fast as as you need it. Maybe instead you just stayed up to date as you need to, that you work on your projects and that the next time you have a problem on your project, then you research how to solve that project and then – and that's it. You know, you you, you you stay up to days you need to, not not out of compulsion, because I, I feel like some of us have this problem where you probably you read more about tech news than you use it or do with it. You know, it's this kind of like gluttony like information overload of tech stuff and you know, you read more than you do. So my bet there is that that's not the worst way to work. I bet there's quite a few people in the world that, that do work that way, that have, you know, pretty good separation of work and home and stuff, and they just they care about the project they work on. They're not just like web news junkies like some of us are i would bet if you stopped doing that if we tried to make the jump and be that type of person that you could you could catch up on the on relevant tech news really super quickly if you stop for a year you could catch up in a week i mean i I don't i I don't know how to put that to the test but I, i suspect that to be true that you could get the vibe of the new year like super super quickly um meaning just, you know, go to some blogs, binge out a little bit and like look at some headlines and like go to like one or two conferences and you'd be totally caught up. So I put this in here when I presented that to to kind of hook up the people at the conference I was at where they, uh, if their boss is like, hey, what'd you learn? You'd be like, oh, I got all these new things to read and people to follow and stuff so just some some blogs you can follow that that talk about new stuff on the web and some people's blogs that that do the same thing here's some podcasts that you can follow and, and read that, that 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 deal with that kind of thing people to follow on twitter and those newsletters i mentioned so what about that question again how do you stay up to date on the latest web technology well well remember trent's old question like hey what what do you do you know what is it that you do? And Trent's answer was something like, "You have to go read the article." It's like I work at a small web design shop, and we're building a website for like a local company that sells car parts for old cars. Uh, you know, you'd you wouldn't. I my emphasis sucked there, but you know, you'd say it more calmly and explanatory there. So it's I think they'll get it. You know, their preconceived notion of maybe they're like they're you know they're they're. Their cousin's nephew or whatever builds websites. They don't. They're not going to associate with him anymore. They're going to be like, Oh, I see. They're you know they they're building a uh, like an e-commerce website and they they have some topic behind it. Uh, I think that'll it'll, it'll help form their answer. And then they can you know like I think Trent says they can they can take to choose it, or they can choose to engage you further and ask you more questions or not. And I don't know. They'll just get it a little bit more. It's just a slight change to the answer, but it's uh, it, it goes a long way. So I think. Uh, I would answer the how do you stay up to date with new web technology stuff is if you're looking for some quick wins this is what I would tell somebody if they asked me and I plan to there's some great newsletters that you could subscribe to and just you know give them a link to web design weekly or whatever uh, but, but then just say why do you ask you know cause you got to get at that subtext because there was those three very different subtexts there you, you got to just continue the conversation just a little bit longer and figure out why are they why are they so interested in this question, and I think you'll be able to help them in a lot deeper way. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's talk it out in the comments.